Hello and welcome to Scared of Life. I'm Zina and um, today I did, or earlier today, I did an episode that wasn't quite as serious, uh, but I wanted to do another one because um, I've been thinking about some stuff and I wanted to share it with you. And um, I want to talk about relationships. Not just relationships with your boyfriend, girlfriend, not just romantic relationships, but also relationships with your family, with friends, all kinds of friends, very close friends, not so close friends, acquaintances, maybe co-workers, and how anxiety influences your take on relationships, the way you behave in relationships. And uh, maybe mistakes you make, mistakes other people make, and how you can kind of uh, drive your ship in the right direction, maybe around around problems, into a happy life, and into being content with yourself and with how you act with other people. Um. Of course, the most important relationships we have are when we are young, with our parents and with our peer group in kindergarten, in school. And uh, if if you don't uh, have, if you if you're not lucky to have good trusting relationships in your childhood, it's very likely you're not going to have them when you're grown up. Or it's harder to have them, or it's a it's a long path. And for me, I can say I've had not much trust in my parents, especially my dad, um, who was um, well. My parents got divorced when I was five, so and uh, I didn't have any contact with my dad after that. Um, and my mom was working, and she didn't have a lot of time for us kids, so I was basically on my own at home um, and I did trust my mom I did trust my sister but I didn't trust them enough to tell them about my problems you know and um, I was always kind of the funny kid in kindergarten I was the the, the class president uh, in second grade I was always someone who would kind of um listen to other people's problems or other kids' problems and try to help them. And uh, I would, of course, also help myself because there was nobody really who would do that job for me. So um, about the trust issues, well, I did trust. I did trust my friends and I did trust my grandparents very much. So I had a stability there, even though I didn't really see so much of them maybe uh once a month we would go visit even though we lived in the same city and not so far apart but <clears throat> i had a good relationship with them they're passed away now which is very very sad but they lived to be 86 and 84 and yeah i think that's a good age so uh trusting relationships I'm I'm lucky I had those because without them I think uh it would have been a lot worse for me and I know a lot of you probably don't even have that I I know there's a lot of people out there who 
struggle with trust uh, because they just didn't have a good foundation in their childhood. I know lots of you probably um, had maybe parents who were indifferent or violent even or worse things that I don't even want to mention. Uh, and that's that's very horrible and hard to hard to grow out of uh, in your adult in your adult life. But I hope that every one of you at least had one person they could trust or one person they could confide in uh, or at least uh, find some comfort in because that's very important and um, very important for your adult life. And the more you struggle with that, of course, I think if you, even if you had um, a very bad childhood, um, I think you can have a good adult life if you just work on it, you know, doing therapy. But what helped me much more is meeting good people in my life that I can have good relationships with and that love me and that uh, that I could love not just not just romantically but mostly friends mostly friends and I had that when I was in hospital um, a place where you don't really expect to find friends you know because everybody's there everybody has massive problems and you think they would just <clears throat> concentrate on themselves and focus on the stuff they're dealing with but what I found is it's not uh, well most most people who haven't been to hospital are probably scared of going there because they think oh there's only crazy people there and what do I do there I don't belong there I'm not that sick or um yeah it's just being scared of it because it's the unknown everybody's scared of the unknown but uh, what I've found, and I've been in a hospital uh, four times now, uh, the last time was two and a half years ago, and my first stay in the hospital wasn't very good. I I really didn't want to be there, and uh, I was really miserable, and I didn't really talk to people much. I kept to myself. I was sleeping the whole time. I was medicated pretty heavily, so I was really tired the whole time. And I basically just went to the stuff. I had to go to um, therapy sessions and some uh, some therapy stuff that they did, the music therapy and uh, relaxation therapy. I, I did that, but I didn't really connect with anybody there. But my second stay in the hospital <clears throat> was very positive. I it wasn't the first time. I was kind of I kind of knew how things were going, and I knew what to do and my whereabouts and I knew where I was and I knew I really belonged there because I needed help and I met some really really cool people there people who of course had problems but who were such good people such good hearts and minds and so open to uh, learning about other people uh, you don't expect that to you don't expect to meet people like that in a place like this, but I find that people with anxiety disorder or uh, health, mental health problems are very sensitive and, of course, and very, very kind-hearted, most of them. Unless, of course, they're uh, highly psychotic or extremely manic, uh, then 
it's pretty hard to deal with them but when they come down from that they're very 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 nice people most of them and um i can only recommend you if you feel uh like you can't really take care of yourself and it's hard to get up in the morning and you can't really cook for yourself you don't want to talk to anyone you you don't want to shower you don't want to leave the house uh and all you can think of is ah uh, maybe i don't want to live anymore or um maybe you don't sleep and um you're just feeling very bad i can only recommend you to to seek help in a hospital it's it's not that scary um once you've been there it's actually it's actually helpful not so much the staff you can have really nasty people in staff uh who treat you like you're some kind of crazy person but mainly mainly they're well, well trained and um you can actually go to them when you need them so i've i found some good relationships in hospital but what's different in the real world when you're released from hospital and when you have to deal with people who probably don't have much experience with uh mental disorders or anxiety uh it's it's very hard to deal with them and i've had friends who i have i've had one friend who was like why are you depressed i mean you have no reason to be depressed my sister has much more reason to be depressed she's getting a divorce she's got two kids and doesn't know what to do but why are you depressed i mean you have no reason to worry and he he just i mean i i never told him about all my stuff you know uh because i i just didn't trust him enough and to get that kind of comment from someone you actually liked is pretty hard it's it's really tough and uh what i did then was um my my first ther therapist taught me to become um a hedgehog you know when hedgehogs uh, uh uh see danger coming or when they just had enough they roll themselves into a little ball and they have little spikes and whoever attacks them will get hurt and uh they just they just basically can't be hurt you know because they have this protection and she told me whenever i um experience something that upsets me or and i can't do anything about it or when someone attacks me and i can't do anything about it because they wouldn't understand and if, if there's no point in explaining it to them i just become a hedgehog and so that's what i did i i uh, kind of uh tried to get out of the situation for the moment i went to the toilet and when i got back i was a hedgehog and all of his attacks you know they didn't even bother me anymore of course naturally i never talked to him again after that <laughs> because that was just so nasty uh so so damn stupid you know if if someone suffers from depression you don't really need a reason to suffer from depression although almost everyone who does has reasons you know uh in their past or in their presence but of course it's a it's a chemical imbalance in the brain and there's there's nothing you can do about it you know you just have that you're stuck with that and all you can do is just uh try to live your best life in spite of it but uh, that was such a stupid thing to happen you know 
And it got me really upset. And that made me think, you know, what kind of relationships do I want? Do I want to have relationships with people who are good to me? Or do I want to be uh, agonized the whole time? You know, just being treated like uh, there's something wrong with me. And that got me thinking. And I really kind of... uh, tidied up my my friendships I, I i i cleaned them out you know i got rid of bad people i got rid of people who wouldn't understand me and i turned towards the people i was scared of having friendships with because i thought they were too good for me because i thought oh they're really healthy and they don't have uh what i have and um I'm just, I'm, because I was depressed, I always thought I wasn't good enough for people. And the people I really liked, I was scared of being their friend because I just thought, uh, they'll, they'll drop me someday. You know, they, they'll see I'm no good and, uh, they'll get tired of me or whatever. And mm, I would just kind of avoid those, those friendships. But, uh, after, after the experience I had with this guy, I said, no, no. I'm better than that, you know, I, I don't need to be treated like I'm some kind of, uh, trash bag, I don't need to be treated like, uh, I don't deserve to be, uh, in this world, you know, or like, I'm just wrong, like I'm, there's something wrong with me, and there was, of course, but, uh, it wasn't my fault, and I shouldn't be, um, treated badly for it, I should be, treated with understanding and um that's what i seeked and of course that's that's uh probably not news to you that you should surround i'm sorry that you should surround yourself with people who treat you good but um i think most of us most of people who suffer from anxiety discover that too late or uh once you've already got so many problems um that you don't uh really see where you can make changes and the changes you should make are definitely in your relationships uh just uh thin them out it doesn't you don't have to have a lot of friends you just have to have like that's that's common knowledge you don't need uh 200 facebook friends you don't need to have um anyone on Instagram, I mean, I'm not on Instagram, and I've never been, I never will be, uh, I'm not on Snapchat, and all that stuff, TikTok, no, no, but um, what you really need is a few close friends who treat you good, who you can ha- talk to, not not talk to them about every problem you have, but people you can just say, you know, I'm not feeling good today, can you tell me a joke, or... um. I'm sorry, I, I I can't meet you today. I have anxiety and I don't really want to go anywhere. If you have that and if you can be open about it, it already makes it better, you know. It's it's freeing to to say, um, yeah, well, I'm not. I'm actually not feeling good. And I had to learn that it was really a hard lesson because I was a, I was an actress, you know, I would just, even when I was really miserable, I would always uh, put a smile on my face and say, hey, it's all good. 
and um, I'm, I'm all right, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> uh, and of course, that was a lie. And um, it's pretty stupid to, to lie about it because you're lying to yourself as well. If you're telling others that you're feeling well, even though you're not, you're starting to believe it yourself because you're being treated as if you're feeling well. And while that might not be the worst thing, because if you if you dive deeper into your depression, um, then you just you you do get worse. And maybe this acting is a way of of coping with it. Of course, it's a way of coping with it. But if you're not real and not honest about how you're feeling, which your feelings you can't change, they're there, and you have to acknowledge them and maybe uh, do something about uh, about the situation you're in change what you can change you know of course you can't change if you're out of work you can't change if your boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with you you can't change if uh, you've been molested as a child or if you've been uh, if you're an orphan or if you you know all the bad things in the world I can't even name them there's so many but you can't change that um, but you've got to at least have a few people who who you can be honest with and say, look, I I might need you today. I might need you to listen to me or I might need you to um, just be there. I mean, I've never been a fan of bringing other people down and I've always been, it's always been difficult for me to talk about my problems um, because I was always the one who listened, you know, but it's really, it was a changing moment for me when um, I was in hospital and my best friend at the time, I thought was my best friend, you know, um, she was writing me on Facebook and I didn't react because I was in hospital. Uh, that was before smartphones were invented and I didn't have access to a computer. So, of course, I didn't check my Facebook um, and she kept writing me there. She kept writing, hey, how are you doing? Uh, when are we going to meet again? And, uh, I didn't respond. She said again, Hey, what's up? Why aren't you talking to me? Are you mad at me? And then she wrote again, Hey, is something wrong? Why aren't you replying? And instead, you know, she could have just called me, but she only texted me on Facebook and I didn't read it. And she saw that I hadn't read it and she kept writing and getting upset with me. And finally, um, because they had a computer room in the hospital and I was well enough to use it. So she, uh, I, I, I logged in on Facebook and I saw all that and I was just like, what the fuck? And um, I wrote her, I said, you know, I'm, hosp I'm in hospital. Uh, sorry, I hadn't written. Uh, I'm working on getting better. And she just wrote back, oh, okay. Um, well, when you're done dealing with your problems, <laughs> she said, with your little problems, then uh, maybe we can meet again. That was quite a blow, you know. I mean, I told her I'm in the hospital. I told her why. And I mean, because of depression, I didn't tell her, you know, oh, I had a really bad childhood. She she didn't really know that about me. But she she just thought, OK, you're in hospital with depression. Uh, you probably don't have a lot of problems. <laughs> so uh, once you're done with that, get in touch with me so I can use you again. And uh, wow, that was a really bad blow because she was 
my best friend at the time. I would see her a few times a week. We would do lots of stuff together and uh, we would share a lot of things. Of course, uh, I never told her about, you know, very bad stuff because uh, that's just too... I didn't want to bother her. And uh, I always thought if I tell someone all of the bad stuff that's happened to me, they won't believe me because it's just some of the stuff is really unbelievable, you know. It's like uh, it's from a movie or something. So I, I always uh, just kept it to myself. But when when this happened, you know, uh, when I was really miserable and uh, could have really used a friend, and my only friend said, okay, well, deal with it alone, and once you've dealt with it, we can talk again. That was such a blow. And that taught me a really big lesson to really choose my friends well and to uh, just get rid of her, of course. <laughs> uh, I got rid of her. I never never spoke to her again. And that was such a wake-up call. And um, I'm really glad she's no longer in my life. Because she was just, uh, the problems she had and she was always going on about were always the same stuff. She would never do anything about them. She would always get herself in the same situations and expecting different results. And that was so dumb. And I would always listen to it and try to help her, but I was so tired of that too because there was no helping her. She didn't want help. She just wanted to complain the whole time. So annoying. So that's when that's when I decided, okay, I'm now going to go for the friends that um, I met along my way um, that I really, really liked but was too scared to be their friend because I thought they wouldn't like me after a while or they would drop me or whatever. And I wasn't good enough, but I decided to contact them and to be closer to them. And um, yeah, that was a good decision. It took some time. It took some time and um, it took me years to actually get really close to them because uh, I was just scared. You know, I was I don't know how else to say it. I was just scared that. I will be disappointed or that they will be disappointed. But now I'm close to them and I'm very happy about that. And I wish you will have that too. If you don't have it, it will come, I'm sure. You just need to open your eyes to who's good for you and who's actually a burden and making you worse. And once you've kind of filtered that, you can make good decisions. And if you have a family like me, I mean, my family is, uh, first of all, broken. <laughs> um, I don't have contact with my dad and um, my mom can be irritating. She's always been, uh, she's, like I said, she worked a lot and she's provided for us, but She's never she's not the kind of person who who's very loving and warm and motherly. Uh she's very pragmatic and she does help you when you have a problem, but she's not there for you emotionally. That's the kind of person my mom is. She's trying. She's also done therapy now and she's working on herself, but um when I was a kid or a teenager, uh I was I was on my own, you know. And my sister is also sick um, and uh, she's always been kind of a difficult person too. I always knew she loved me, but she was, she, uh, 
yeah, she was just difficult to deal with. She w- was very moody and uh, her mood would change from one second to the next and without without any reason or discernible reason, you know, uh, that was just going on. That was inside her head. Uh, she would have a thought and then she, her, her mood would change. And she took it out on me sometimes. And even today, um, I mean, I love her, but she's very difficult to deal with. You never know what you're going to get. You know, you can meet her and uh, she will greet you and you can tell that she has something wrong, you know, but she won't talk about it and she won't um, share uh, and you won't know, is it to do with you or something else? And uh, when you ask her, she's, she's just very defensive and she'll say, no, I'm in a good mood. What are you talking about? And um, yeah, she's she's not very honest sometimes. Sometimes she's very honest, brutally honest. Um, like one time we were, uh, the whole family was together. Like my, my mom, my dad, my um, stepdad, my sister, her family, uh, my auntie, my uncle, my cousins. And um, my nephew asked her, you know, who's that woman? And she would say, oh, that's my aunt. And uh, he would ask, uh, well, whose aunt are you? And she said, no one's. Uh, and he said, well, who would have to have kids so you will be an aunt? And uh, my sister said, well, Zena." And uh, she added, oh, well, but I've given up all hope. <laughs> that was very nice to hear in front of the whole family, you know. And of course, I got, I got uh, a bit pissed off, but most of all, really embarrassed and disappointed in her. Why would she say that? She knows I can't have kids right now. And why would she do that to me? You know, uh, that's so unfair. And when I left, oh, we left before them and um, I didn't really want to hug her. And she said, ah, you pissed off now. What the fuck? And I said, yeah, well, you're being nasty. You should watch what you're saying. She uh, she she doesn't think before she speaks you know she's that kind of person and i just said you should watch what she's saying and she's like ah that wasn't that bad at all what the fuck is wrong with you and i said well i decide what's bad for me you know and that's kind of how we left it and um yeah that's a kind of relationship i choose to uh distance myself from because it's not good for me um her moodiness and her Bad mouth is just bringing me down. And uh, we don't really have contact now. We see each other uh, at family gatherings. And that's kind of good enough for me because I don't really need that negativity in my life. And I'm I'm sad about losing my sister in a way, but it's for the best. And even though that was a hard decision, it's the best I could make just for my mental health, you know, for my peace of mind. Um, yeah, so my, my advice to you, if, if you are caught in relationships that make you unhappy and you find that you don't know what to do about them, you can't really change the other person, of course. And if you change yourself to kind of make it work, but which means you won't be true to yourself, I can only advise you end it ended you don't have to burn the bridges you just don't have to cross them for a while okay you you can just say okay uh i like you or i even love you but um 
right now I want to focus on something else or on someone else or we don't need to be that close right now. You don't, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to say, I'll never speak to you again, but, uh, you can just say, let's take a break. Let's take a break and get together again in a few months and see how it works. And if it doesn't work, um, if, if it's a friendship end it. if it's relatives meet occasionally, uh, don't talk about yourself too much. Just smile and say, I'm all right. It's all good. And um, in that case, lying is fine. You know, in that case, it's really fine because it's for your for your own happiness and for your own sake. You will know how you feel and you don't have to share it with every asshole in the world. You can just keep that to yourself when you're dealing with them and... Uh, Talk to the people who really care about you and who who treat you right. Okay, that's my advice for you. You can take it, you can leave it. Um, I hope uh, you you could um, use something I talked about today for yourself and uh, maybe uh, improve something you've been wanting to change. Uh, if you like this episode, tell your friends and I... Thank you for listening and I hope I will talk to you soon. Bye.